The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Dating Intelligence, the podcast where we give relationship advice from dating to marriage and everything else in between. And always with the goal of helping you to continuously be the best you at all times. So if you're looking for real life and honest information to help you navigate your relationships, we've got you covered. Wow, got you covered. Once one of my favorite things. You look great today. How are you? Thank you. So yeah, do you. Got the hat on today. I know. I'm a, I'm a little sleepy, but I had to plug that that microtech. <laughs> you know, we, we got these blades. I'm loving here. microtech. I think Ooh. I might have to get one of those after seeing this so much now. I know. Too. I feel like we need them for all of our guests. Yeah. Especially this one. Yeah. I'm oh, really excited oh, about this one. Speaking of our guests today, so this you guys, this is gonna be fun today. Um so our guest co-host today has been a mainstay on the red carpet and he hosts Tons of different charity events and all sorts of different red carpet events. Um, he served in the military in our country's United States Air Force and did a four tours overseas. And now that he's back on the ground, safe and sound, this debonair gentleman really knows how to ask the right questions by staying focused and doing his job well when surrounded by a bevy of gorgeous women. Love that. Please welcome Michael Sartain to the show. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's going on? Did we, did we violate terms of service with that knife? I'm not really sure. Are we, <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Oh, this, this is okay. This is... Legal and no, Vegas. for sure, for yeah, sure. But I'm when just, it pops up on screen, I think for the rest of the world, it's going to be a lollipop. No, right? it's fine. <laughs> it's totally fine. It's going to turn to a lollipop. So. No, <laughs> I didn't know I was around a bevy of beautiful women. I just found that out too. I'm pretty. Oh my gosh, that. stop it! <laughs> Dude, like, like if anyone, this, if anyone no. follows this guy on social media, he always has a plethora of women around him. I I did my research on you, Michael, and I have to say. I want your job. No, oh, it's yeah? like it's okay. unbelievable, dude. Okay. I, mean, I feel the, like a lot of guys want your job. <laughs> I've heard if that, you ever yeah. need like uh, someone just to back you up and like, you hey, know, I need a stand-in. Hey, man. Christopher Lewis will stand Christopher in for Lewis, you when you yeah, gotta go to the hey, bathroom, man. whatever it is, I will stand in for you. Beautiful, man. Well, good. I'm glad to know you can help me with these charity events. That's great. great. How have you been? Good, man. I've been really good. Uh, COVID was rough, you know, not being able to be social. I started doing a lot of stuff on, um, we actually started hosting pageants on um, Zoom Great. for a while, which is really cool. And then um, I started a, a coaching business, a master program where I actually teach people how to throw events. And then I go into a lot of stuff that I learned in the U.S. military. Uh, and that has been a huge shift for me because I'm a portfolio manager at a small fund. Mm-hmm. That's my main job. And just for, for me to be able to do that, just to be social, I'm a... I'm a on the scale of extroversion, I'm a 10 out of 10. I need to be around people. I need to talk to people. If I can't do that, it's crazy. They were talking to me earlier. It's like, hey, a sticky pause, who's going to do the first three-hour podcast? And I'm like, I know the answer to that one. Uh, it's going to be me because I, I like if uh, it's a situation where um, – you know, if you came in here and said, Hey, Michael, we need three hours on quantum mechanics. I'm like, done, let's do it. You know, like it's whatever we want to talk about. So for me, it was hard, you know, COVID was hard not being around to, to be around my people. No, no, no. We, uh, uh, Jamie and I know each other for, through third, several charity events, not doing one for 18 months was very difficult. Right. For me. I imagine. And then finally getting back to doing it. And then I do, re- I do the recruiting for a lot of these events mm-hmm. and the, the outcry. So I do these photo shoots 
my, the four main things is I do photo shoots, I do the charity events, uh, and then so whenever there would be like an Ignite party or a Playboy Mansion party or a Maxim party, I would mm -hmm. do the recruiting for that. Uh, and then um, I would do some beauty pageants or bikini competitions or whatever. The recruiting has never been easier. Because of COVID, everybody right. is ready to come out of oh, it and just, mm -hmm. and just be out there and be social. And if you've been out in Vegas in the last couple of weeks, it's completely open. It's more open than ever. Art of the Wild was over at um, Encore, uh, Encore in the Wind this last week. They've never completely sold out until this year. This is the first year they completely wow. sold the whole, the whole thing out. Mm -hmm. Wow! So the world is ready to date again. The world yeah. is ready to be social again. And I'm trying to take advantage of it as much as I can. And so that's why, uh, man, it's it's it was very stressful for about you know 15 months, and then now everything is just open back up. That's great. Do you off that off the break? And you just mentioned something. Do you ever feel like you get rusty? You know, like you ever feel like when you're getting back out there, I'm, I'm talking on the red carpet, you know, like when you're out there, do you get that? Do you feel like because of all the time off, you said that 18 months. Yeah. Did you feel rusty? You felt like you was right back into it. So I, was, I felt right. I was right back into it because I do three Zoom calls per week that are four hours each. Uh, so specific. And I was doing interviews for those. Uh, what, what was rusty is putting on the suit. Right. And then holding the, the <laughs> holding the microphone the whole time. That part, it was a little hard. But I mean, I, one of the one of the techniques I do and I tell this to people, whatever they, they have trouble being pu in, in public speaking or something like that. My first interview is always with a sound guy or a janitor okay. or with somebody okay. like that. I always interview just some random dude before anything starts. Those are some of the funniest <laughs> interviews I've ever done. I'm asking this guy, I was like, how are you excited to meet Kindly Myers and Jamie Villamore? And it's just some janitor. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking he's about? Like, who is that? Who is this person? And, these, and the interviews are hilarious and like sometimes i want to post them on youtube because it's just like me me with like some some bartender or right. some bar back i hope you have all those oh i do i have oh, all that would be hilarious. so great they're, they're so to... funny they're looking at me like crazy and i'm like what what are you what what, what are you talking about here man uh and and so i i do those to get warmed up um but it's very much like playing basketball you get warmed up and then all of a sudden you hit you're hitting all your shots you get in a rhythm it's the same kind of deal but the thing that kept me in rhythm was zoom zoom changed my life i'm able to like run several businesses and handle all these meetings from Zoom or Skype or right. whatever, and it's just made things so much easier. And now everything's opened up. I'm still doing Zoom. Okay. I'm still doing mostly yeah. Zoom stuff. So that that's that's uh, that's been a real game changer for me. But as long as I can be in a situation where um, I'm going back and forward and actually listening to people, mm -hmm. right? Intellectual curiosity. I think the interviews are easy to do if it's in, in person or it's in Zoom. And on your, Zoom. your questions are off the cuff. Is that normally right, or do you have a set it, set it, that it, you have? It depends on the event. So, like okay. for instance, for for uh, uh, Jamie and I. Sometimes we'll, uh, you know, whenever I see her, we're doing an event maybe for troops or we're doing it for mm -hmm. animal rescue or we're doing it for underprivileged children or something like that. I'm always going to ask about the charity. Okay. And I'm always going to ask about them. And then one of the other things is in the, in the case of we do a lot of influencer events. So I'm going to be like, who are you most excited to see inside? Some of those questions are going to be uh, uh, general okay. for everyone. But for me, one of the things I do, um, I try to, every person I interview, I try to get a three-dimensional biography on them. Okay. So, right? so, so I know Jamie's into guns. I know Jamie's from Las Vegas, right? So I, now she becomes three-dimensional to me. I actually, it's, this is going to sound insane, but everyone's IG, their handle has a shape. Cause Jamie has a, a hyphen between Jamie and Villamore. There's a shape to it. That shape makes her, the whole bio, biography three-dimensional. Then I remember that. So now just imagine me. Wow. I do 50, 60 interviews on the red carpet. And for me, each one of them, their IG, like Kindly's has a shape. CJ Sparks has a shape. Okay. You understand? Chloe okay. Ture has a shape. There's a shape to each one of their IGs. And then Chloe Ture is from Toronto but lives in Los Angeles. Uh, you know, CJ Sparks is half Mexican, half German. Like these things. But it's almost like if you've ever seen somebody who does a sports podcast, they know... The 
the, the university and the position and right. the number for every one of these it's players. Like you have your stats down. Correct. You, but, that's great. Correct. But, but you create a visual. Mm-hmm. Correct. I make wow. it three dimensional. It's something I learned when I was in the military. I make these things three dimensional so I always remember who these people are. Does that make sense? Yeah. So even even like, you know, Travis, our producer here, Travis, he works his sticky paws. He has a shirt Thanks, on Travis. it. He has a shirt on it. has marijuana leaves on it. <laughs> I wish mar- we could see you, Travis. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And then, <laughs> and, then, and then John Orlando, right? So John is the same thing, right? I'm, I know John is 50. He's 50 years old and he's dating my friend Vanessa and John is in, you know, super good shape and yeah. and he's he's got this speaking voice and this great smile and then John Orlando, his IG and you know whose dad is and all this kind of stuff. They it makes a three-dimensional biography for each person so you don't forget who they are. That's great. And then that from that now here come the questions, right? So I was talking to Mike Tyson the other day. I didn't ask Mike Tyson about boxing. I asked him about his podcast. He's in love with his new podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, you understand something like that. Yeah. My buddy Jeremy Pivens the same thing. He just started a new podcast. So I would talk to them about this new thing that they're into. Okay. Lindsay Palos, she she ironically all of them have podcasts. podcasts yeah. Now, yeah, yeah, they all have podcasts now. Um, or some of my friends have become DJs or come out with a new book or something like this. And then I just talk to them about that thing that they're interested okay. in. Right. So you have a list then, like in order for you to do that. I mean, so I know, crazy you remember yeah. all that. And I yeah. know you, that's knowing your craft. Do you remember the well. first conversation you and I ever had? It had to relate to guns. And I feel like you, I was like, whoa, this guy actually knows me because right. we do so many interviews, but I feel like he legitimately did his homework. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's so amazing. it kind so I'm going to tell you the truth It it really like kind of knocked the socks off me to where I'm like, whoa, in every single event I look for him. So he's oh, the see, first fucking, inter- I, I hit a red carpet and he's the first one I look for. And the first one that I always give like my interview right. to, which means he appreciates what you do as well. And he and, wants to know and everything I think about as you. someone like walking the carpet like we appreciate you because yeah. you put in the work yes so he's not just asking us like random questions like nobody on that fucking carpet knew that i shot guns but he, he never had metting me like never having met me mm-hmm. before he freaking knew and i was like yeah so wow that's what makes you so good yeah by the way oh uh, same thing with the photographers like I, each photographer has a different style and i remember them by their style so or, do you remember the first question you well, asked no, me? actually before that we met at marquee Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. So we met at Marquee and then you told me about the guns and I told, cause I'm obsessed with, with guns. I don't shoot as much as I used to when I was in the military, but right. like the, the, the physics of it, cause I studied physics in college, mm-hmm. the physics of it was always interesting to me. So we were talking about my favorite rifles, submachine guns and, um, and, and pistols. And that was the conversation that we had when we, and then we, we stayed in touch after that. Um, and then when she started doing the uh, the first one we did was uh, the save the or the for the troops one that we did in in Los Angeles. Yes. The top of Avalon. And I interviewed you there. That video got uh, seven million views. Wow. It's on my YouTube. Yeah. Wow. It got seven million views from that one. It got a you know, ton of comments or whatever. It was 2018 when we did that. Um, and, and it was just one of these situations where, you know, I'm just taking sound bites, but I like the fact that I remember all these things. But but when I do the SB parties, it's the same thing. James mm-hmm. Washington walk up to me. Mm-hmm. I was like, you were the MVP of Super Bowl so-and-so. And then all these other guys are like, I remember who they are because again, it's a three-dimensional Marcus Allen or if I'm Warren Moon in me, I've done a ton of interviews with right. Warren Moon. And I and I always ask Warren Moon, I was like, and I, I was like, hey, who was your favorite wide receiver to throw to? And I can name 10 wide receivers that this guy threw to when he played for uh, the, the Vikings and the Oilers. Okay. And he's like, holy yeah, he's shit. Like, I forgot about that Michael, guy. <laughs> I can't even remember someone's name yeah. half the time. It, then give it a I shake. Need a, I then, need a a trick. Give the name a shape, right? So like, again, like if you So think- when I first meet someone and they're like, hey, I'm so-and-so nice to meet you, I'll walk away and look mm-hmm. at whoever I'm with and be like, what was their name? 
Yeah, so so I, I know it sounds crazy, but every name has a shape to it. I, okay. I remember, again, your name, Jamie Villamore, because of the shape that it has on your IG handle has. Right. And your, your maybe your, your avatar. Your avatar. So it's never going to be, so your name is two-dimensional. But right. the shape of your name and your avatar now make, makes it three-dimensional. Got it. And this is a different part. Again, if you guys ever read about neurolinguistic uh, uh, psychology or if you ever read a great book by Steven Pinker called How the Mind Works, when now I'm using a different part of my brain to store this information because now you're three-dimensional. Politicians do this. Okay. Okay, well, this person is the head of this union. Yeah, they yada, always yada, know yada. everything. Correct. Right. That's what, right. that what makes you a politician for you to be able to do that. And for me, the other thing I, I use it for is connection. So last night, one of the biggest real estate developers Developers in Los Angeles. He and I were out at Excess uh, last night. I went to Excess the last three nights. Don't ask me. Part <laughs> of the wild. Thank you, David Haddon, for for uh, for a motivating weekend. The um, so uh, I went out there and I'm sitting there talking to him. And I and I know all these other people that are there. There's also a huge um, construction developer for Caesars. He's the guy who runs construction for uh, Caesars. My buddy John. And I'm introducing all these people to all these other people. And yes, yeah, some of them are very pretty girls. Also, <laughs> but like uh, in the in the situation, I know how. I happen to know this. There was a girl there who's a therapist she's a licensed marriage therapist who was hanging out and she's also a model and then i just remember all these different things about people also alma maters big on alma maters i okay. love whenever i find out somebody's a longhorn or a yeah a volunteer or a you know hurricane or something like that i always try to remember those little things and then and then it makes it easier yeah, he's adding on to his like roll it for sure like for sure printing every time for sure I'm, so that 3d picture just gets bigger and bigger for sure now. yeah exactly he's the intelligence that's the, you are the intelligence well, so today. i did counterintelligence briefly when i was in the military and it was just like one of these things where you kind of understand um the way it's not just that you know the thing it's how you connect the thing to the other thing right so okay. i connect the guy who has the duis with the with the dui lawyer right or the guy with the leaky roof with the roofer <laughs> oh so my goodness. so i'm always trying to i'm always trying to fit these these square pegs into square holes with my network okay. right that's how i'm always trying to build my network for you, you guys had j rock on here right mm -hmm. so i know yep. j rock was a recon marine he was in uh o, he was in uh oif i remember he, he fought in oif i remember the whole thing with him at the palms like there's all these biographical things i remember and then you guys know his handshake right so uh -uh, it's a handshake no, just, it's I mean, a snap you point oh, yeah. yeah so he has a, he has a set handshake that he does with everybody and this gives this gives j-rock a three-dimensional uh spectrum well, in my head i didn't get the handshake What's i'll our, teach it to you later i got a hug we need to have our there you go well thing. i bet you got a hug yeah. <laughs> i bet you got a hug yeah. uh, thank I, you for that hug j -Rock. <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible all right so uh, i'll go cool. so we're delving in you now michael yes this, you, you've got to start off the way we wanted mm -hmm. to get this up and so um with that being said, how did you get into hosting, by the way? How did this happen? Like you coming out of the military, you with your, you know, your other job. And um, so one day you just walk up and someone goes, hey, you need to be, you'd be perfect for this. Let's just put you out there. Okay. I'm going to tell a secret. And if my mom ever watches this, sorry, I never told anybody this. <laughs> uh, I at a college. Uh, so I graduated from college in 2000. And I was the door guy at Amazon Shot Bar in Austin, Texas. I was a I was graduated from Texas University of Texas at Austin with a business degree. Um, and then when I'm uh, when I get out, it is within a couple months. Enron goes out of business, right? And then MCI WorldCom goes out of business. And then one of the one of the I think Arthur Anderson, one of the big uh, accounting firms, goes out of business. Well, that's all the IT jobs, MIS jobs from UT Austin. They're gone now. Our placement rate goes from ninety eight percent down to like below ten percent in one year. And I'm I'm working at this nightclub, and the girl who's a bartender, this gorgeous girl, she she ends up getting her PhD from John Jay University in criminal justice, like okay. super smart girl. But she's stripping to pay for school. Right. She's a stripper at this place called, um, 
uh, expose. It was on Congress. It's gone now. But by the I, way, I'm from, I'm from Texas too. Yeah, by the way, right, so, yeah, so, so you're on Congress well. Avenue in yeah. Austin. I go in there one day. He's like, "Do you want to be a DJ?" And I'm like, oh, "I mean, okay, I'll try being a DJ." I go in there one day. I was like, there is no fucking way these people are going to hire me. After an hour, they have offered me a job, and I end up working there for three and a half years Holy shit. as a DJ. So this voice, this presentation came from eight hours on the microphone trying to be oh. funny. And I hated going to strip clubs or any other situation and not being able to hear clearly every word that the guy on the microphone was speaking. I heard this mumble like, oh, yeah, I was like, Man, come on, man. I don't want to fucking hear that. Right. In fact, Jamie, I, I've never told it. Well, I've told a few people this. I get anxiety when I go to an event and I'm not the host. I get so much anxiety. If I can't hear every word they're saying, I, I like literally want to walk on stage, take the microphone out of their hand and be like, let's try this again. Oh, yeah. So, so in this situation, eight hours of perfecting this, listening to myself every day doing this. And I ended up being a manager for a while. And then 9-11 happened. I joined the military. And in 04, I finally swear in and I take off. And I was still the MC at a couple of nightclubs okay. while I was in, in the military. Uh, and then I would do the promotional ceremony. So like everybody, somebody gets promoted to lieutenant colonel. I was always the guy who Right. So how did, you, how did you jump in? How did they? Right. So yeah. in 2011, I get out. Okay. And I moved to LA. I was, I was working for a talent agent for a while. I tried the acting thing like everybody does mm-hmm. when they get out of the military. And and, um, and I come to, I'm back in Vegas all the time and I meet this, this promotional group and they start doing these, um, and I'm helping them recruit and I'm, I, they're like, Hey, we need an MC for a, a bikini fashion show that we're doing at Lily bar in Bellagio. So I go do it. I take the microphone and they want, they wanted me to say, and, and here comes Sarah and here comes so-and-so. And I had these people rolling on the oh, floor laughing. I was, that's I had great. them pissing laughing. I was making all these, I was cracking all these jokes about such and such. And they were dying laughing. And then afterwards, they were like, well, do you want to come back and do this again? Do this again? Do this again? So what? The, I think the, probably the two things that, that made everything blow up. 2015, Caitlin O'Connor is supposed to host the red carpet for okay. the Maxim Halloween party uh, that was in Bel Air. Uh, Bel Air, somewhere. It was really near the Playboy Mansion. She can't come for whatever reason. The people who are running the party are like, hey, do you want to do this, Michael? Because they had seen me host the Rehab Bikini Invitational with Crystal Hefner at, um, at Hard Rock Pool. They're like, we think you could do it. I do it. It's awesome. The video goes viral. Oh, I end great. up getting a bunch of attention. And then from there, that's actually where Steve Fowler asked me to do the first Babes in Toyland oh. was from that event. And then from there, I start doing those events. And then I start, uh, like, basically for me, I have a rule, and Emily, listen, if you're out there listening, any charity event, I do those for free. The charity events I do for free. The pageants are the ones I usually of get Which I admire. Yeah, I, I admire love that, that about That's you. That's great. Um, so so, I'll, so the different charities would invite me to come do it. So the big ones for me is anything with animal rescue, bro. Mm-hmm. I, will fly, I will fly if it's an animal rescue event to, to help uh, help with that. And then anything to do with domestic abuse, because I think that's the, the most underrated problem. Human trafficking, domestic abuse are the two most underrated problems in Las Vegas, yeah, in, here, here. in Clark County. Uh, because it's so prevalent because, you know, let, let's be honest with you, with the people out there, there are people here who the, they look the other way when it comes to prostitution. And so because they look the other way, when we when it comes to human trafficking and domestic abuse, they also look the other way. They're like, oh, well, you know, this is Vegas. You know, it's just kind of a Vegas thing. I'm like, no, no nobody not. deserves to get hit. Mm-hmm. Nobody right. ever deserves to get raped. No, nobody ever deserves to be strang- strong-armed and have their money taken from them. So the last time we did Babes in Toyland on the record, we did it for the Shade Tree, which is a domestic abuse shelter up in North Vegas. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so, so I, I got... I was like, okay, let me use this hosting thing just for that. Because I still have a job working in finance. I don't mm-hmm. want to do this for money. That's one thing I found is that when guys work in nightlife, like J-Rock, he works in nightlife, who you guys had on before this. 
after a while, it's like you have to make your money from nightlife. It becomes stressful. You got to go out and you got to stay there for eight hours a day. You yeah. don't love nightlife anymore. Me, I, I, I love going out, but for an hour, two yeah, hours, right. and then I'm I come home. And then it. I, it's enjoyable for me. I don't want right. to make my living from it. So what I was, was what I do is I, I would show up to an event. I'd bring my own camera crew, and I would tell them, "Hey guys, we're doing we're doing volunteer work for a charity." They, I, I, I have a, I have a group chat okay. and it's all videographers who are willing to sh- film for free for charity events. And I say, Hey, will you guys film this? And they'll always say, yes, I end up showing up with eight, nine dudes. They'll, they'll come in wow. there, they'll film it and then I'll host the carpet okay. and then I'll, t- I'll turn in a video to promote the charity as fast as I can. And then I call every girl I know like, Hey, will you come promote this charity, this charity, this charity? And usually I'll either get thank you. I'll get, I'll get no and thank you or yes. That's fantastic. And the right. number of people that respond is shocking to me, like uh, because because I've gotten known for doing this over yeah. time. So that's basically you know what it's I like, do. It's like like they have your back now, no matter what. So that's great. Well, well, like Jamie and these other influencers have a superpower. They're able to get people to look at things, whatever it is. You do have a superpower. Honey. You, you, you have yeah. a superpower. You you guys have superpowers. So why don't we use the superpower for something good? Right. There's all this complaint. I love social media. I think it's great. I I can't. I know a lot of people like, oh, man, these people can't get off their phone all the time. They have ADD. And for me, I'm like, okay, I agree. It sucks. (laughs) But let's use it for good. Let's make something. We can use it for good. We can use it for good. Or, Or how about recognizing there is a good to use it for? Yeah. So now look at all these. Dude, there's 70 million homeless cats in the United States. It's a fucking crime to me. It's terrible, right? I rescue. I'm an animal rescue, and I'm like, let's let's do something for that, right? There's all these women with the domestic abuse. I'll tell you guys a secret. This is really messed up. But a lot of times when I work with domestic abuse charities, and I say, hey, would you like me to invite Lindsay Payless, Kylie Myers, Jamie Villamore? They're like, no, we don't want them to come because they're like, we don't want girls who uh, who are who objectify themselves as far as beauty. On, I'm like. They don't get hit by their boyfriends also. Right, exactly. Like, what are you talking about, yeah. man? Mm-hmm. Like, you, you're, you're shaming them for being attractive. I've had this problem before, and it's, it's, it's crazy uh, when you see that. But I'm like, let's use the fact, whatever the influence is, let's use the influence for good. Right. Let's use the influence for good. So that's always what I've tried to do. Let's not, and of course, you're going to use the influence to make money too, but let's use it for, let's start off by using it for good, and then let's pick some things. So for me, the big three are domestic abuse. Uh, in human trafficking, uh, disabled veterans, and animal rescue. Those okay. are my three big ones. There's right. still other ones right. I help with, all, but those are the three those big are ones. Great. Yep. Those are great ones, too. Wow. Mm-hmm. Man, you, you're I've got it. a little hate for, because I love um, contributing contributing in a positive aspect to the um, child trafficking, so they don't want to use me because my Instagram's too sexy. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's hard, right? So they're like, uh, we, we can't. But then I've had other companies... Um, uh, reach out to me and they're like, Oh my gosh, we went like Nicole Arbor did, yeah. um, did one for, is it Tim? Oh, I can't think of his name, but it was the same company that had reached out to me prior. And I was like, eh, I don't yeah. know. Nicole Arbor is my homie. Yeah. We, she, she, so Nicole, what I would do is I'd throw an event and I'd, I'd hit up Nicole and I'd be like, Let's do something funny on the carpet. Like I'll let you do anything. Because she's hilarious. Have you seen some of our red carpet videos? I haven't. Well, have actually, I feel like you posted one from, way back yeah. before I ever knew her. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Yeah, we so. do. So I'll literally hit her up before I and I'll be like, Nicole, okay, just write a script out, whatever you want to do. I like, literally, I will give you the carpet and we, we do these, we make these really fu- oh, funny videos. Great. So she'll just take the car, like the microphone and throw it on the ground or whatever is really funny. So I, I yeah, those out. I love her whispering really videos. I got to yeah. check these out. I'm going to pull out my, that sounds- my inner Nicole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's very, very funny. So. Oh my God, that's great. Okay, right. well, quick question. I'm going to, I'm Go sorry, ahead. I'm no, just going to interject. So who are you dating right now? 
Nobody. I was I, I was uh, in a relationship for. I have tried being in a relationship three times since I've moved here. Yeah, three. And um, uh, this last one, it ended amicably. But the, here's the problem, Jamie. It's it's not the ending. It's when you move on and you find someone else. Then all of a sudden, this problem comes. And I was like, why? Why is there a problem now? Does that make sense? Yeah. I You're now happy so. with somebody else, and then now there's. Uh, now you can't be. Cool. I can't be specific. I'm trying to say this without okay. trying to be specific because I don't want to throw anybody yeah, in the yeah, bus. Yeah, yeah. But I was in a very happy relationship. It ended very abruptly, uh, and I and I I think we both agreed that it should end the way that it ended. I wanted her to go off and be happy, and then I, and I thought that's what she wanted for me, but apparently not. So like that's that would be the only issue that I've had recently. And then the one before that, I'm with this girl for about two years and three months. We break up. She's married. She's happy. And then a couple years later, all of a sudden, I hear nothing but bad things about me from this girl. And I'm like, we, we were cool for two years. There was no problem. Yeah. And I realized, oh, it's because I have a girlfriend now. So uh, that, that has mm. been an issue for me. Um, I have a program called the Men of Action program that I teach. It's a master program. And rule number six is nobody needs to know who you're sleeping with. We have, six, we have the six main rules. Nobody needs to know how much money you make. Nobody needs to know who you're sleeping with. You don't need to qualify yourself. And that has been a thing for me where it's like, you see all the pictures of me on my social media. Mm -hmm. I rarely date the girl I'm dating, post the girl I'm dating, just me and her. Because okay. whenever I do, it's, it's drama. So you get flack. Yes. Yeah. There is one girl that I'm seeing now. Uh, she's a huge influencer, like gigantic. If her management team knew that she was seeing me, they would 100% tell her to not be seeing me. Oh. And we have to keep it a secret because... Um, because of that that reason specifically, and because if people know, then I'll, da, 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 everybody oh, like, yeah. it's in no one's interest to see you happy. Like do you guys understand that? Like your friends from high school, yeah. they're not like, oh my god, Jamie Villamore's so pretty, and she's got the hottest guy in the world. I'm so happy for right. her. Nobody's doing that. Right. Nobody's doing that. And the gossip just goes like it starts one way and it just starts like just going telephone like yes. way right. off the mark. Yes, know, at that point. I mean, so. I feel like when I was dating Taylor and you yeah. met Taylor, uh, course, great yeah. guy, um, we didn't really get a lot of hate. Which I was a little bit surprised about. I think the biggest issue was the age difference. Right. So there was like a little hate there. Like, ooh, it's disgusting. Like, they're 12 years difference or whatever the case may no, I'm, be. I'm but... 18 years difference. And it never... Oh, my yeah, I was gosh. That was never the issue. The issue right. is always... The issue is always... Um, a, just, you have and to... all, just so you know, like, I've seen a lot of his ex-girlfriends and they're uh -huh. all fucking smoke shows I can only imagine <laughs> so yeah. they're all freaking hot the last one i was like "Ooh, i like her and he's like jamie <laughs> yeah. so, so. so so the issue is uh the the situation is every time you as a man you post a girl you're just your friend or not your friend there's some guy out there who i'm trying to think of the best way to say this i uh just say it th yeah. there's there there's some guy out there who thinks he owns her and he might not even be dating her right and he oh. now doesn't like you anymore. And this has always been an issue for me. And in a micro sense, maybe there's a promoter in Las Vegas or a host who like, he's been trying to talk to this girl for a while. He sees her with me. And then it's like, oh, you're sleeping with Michael Sartain. I'm like, and she's like, no, I'm not sleeping with Michael Sartain. He's just a friend of mine. Yeah. And, it's, and, and maybe we are, and we don't need to talk about exactly. that. But it's no one else's business. It's no one else's yeah. business. Yeah. So that is always an issue, and it creates this kerfuffle between me and somebody else. And so I always have to be careful. You'll notice a lot of times in my photos, there's a group of us. Yeah. I always try to keep it a, gr a group of us because I don't want to create that issue. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's one of these deals where, and then you... Um, Do you I think it's just in our industry? No, no, it's... Well, th there's a psychological thing called pre-selection. And this is the, the thing. Like, There's a lot of reasons why women are attracted to men. But one of the reasons is that 
a woman sees a man with other women. Mm -hmm. It's like all of a sudden, like for instance, nobody, I have a friend of mine, she, uh, she used to work at Playboy and she would go, we would go hang out sometimes and then she would introduce me to girls and because she introduced me, the girl liked me. It was, it was magic. And Kindly Myers is like that too. Kindly is the greatest wingman. Anybody wants to know, the greatest wingman <laughs> who has ever lived on the face of the earth is Kindly Jean Myers of Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, uh, we need to have her on. Oh, de- I'll definitely She's beautiful. Kindly, Kindly literally would like, I'd be sitting there talking to a girl and Kindly would be like, she'd look at the girl and be like, yeah, you'll do. Like she'd oh, say that to the great. girl, to the girl. Yeah. And the girl would be like, oh. And then, and then she'd be in love with me. Kindly is the greatest wing woman of all time. I think every guy, by the way, on that note, every guy, because I have, I have two of them actually. Yeah. Like have need a great wing woman. Yes. You know, because they are like they, especially when they're just confident. They know you. They know, and they just, and they're not afraid. And yeah. they, they bring them in. So I agree with you there. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. But um, as far as the industry, I think what what happens specifically in this industry is that there's pre-selection pre-selection so like certain men are surrounded by other attractive women which makes them attractive to other women right and then the other thing is so beauty is subjective right right but what's not subjective is the attention that certain women get versus other uh, uh, women does that make sense that makes so like so so jamie with her following and being attractive she's going to get more stimulus she's going to get more offers when when, like it's not like i'm going to walk to the stage at excess and and we're going to have to wait to get on stage she's jamie fucking no more she's going to walk on stage it's not going to be an issue that but so you understand that if a girl doesn't have that stimulus her behavior is going to be a little bit different and i've found that it's difficult. The part that makes it difficult here is when you're dating someone in this industry, there's always stimulus. There's always a free dinner at Tao or a trip to Mykonos that I'm always, I got to be 1% cooler than the trip to Mykonos. Always. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. I've got to be 1% cooler than the party in Bel Air. I got to be 1% cooler than, than, you know, the, the, the girl's trip to Disneyland or whatever in order to, so for me, it is a little bit more of a dog and pony show. I will say that is different. But other than that, not really. I think I think people are all the same everywhere. Um, I think uh, evolutionary psychology, guys. Anything I want to recommend more? It's uh, anything by David Buss, okay. Dr. Professor David Buss, University okay. of Texas at Austin. He's uh, he wrote Spell this. Spell his last name. B U S S. Okay. Um, he wrote a book called The Evolution of Desire. He wrote another book with Professor Cindy Meston called Why Women Have Sex. And he also wrote another book called this, uh, called uh, The Murderer Next Door. Oh, we've got to check these out. Uh, they're fantastic books. But they yeah. all deal with the idea of evolutionary psychology. Yeah. And going back to what I said before about my master program, rule number two is evolutionary psychology describes all human behavior. So I believe that we are the, the, uh, we are the progeny or we are the result of... 700,000 years of homo sapien evolution, give or take however long that is, 4 million years of hominid evolution, and then whatever billion number year, or you know, whatever 100 million years, no, it'll probably be what, what, 100 million years of mammal, mammalian evolution. Mm-hmm. I think we are the, the, the product of evolution. Because when you think about it, I was like, a lot of people are offended by the idea that we are, preferences come from cave people. But when you realize we were cave people for 700,000 years, and we only had language since the Sumerians for yeah. 11,000 years. You realize that Facebook has been around for 10, 15 years. You realize we were evolved for the Serengeti. We were evolved for a hunter-gatherer society. We were not evolved for to be able to to go on our Instagram and see the most beautiful woman we've ever seen in our entire life and then be able to message her. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So right. we, we're yeah. not evolutionarily designed for that. Marriages end in divorce 53% of the time. It becomes more difficult because we have more options. Mm -hmm. And um, I I don't think we've evolved for that. So uh, to me, like I said, rule number two, the answer is always uh, evolutionary psychology describes all human behavior. So that David Buss book, when I read that, 
it started making everything make sense to me as far okay. as dating is concerned. Everything it comes back I to. I am definitely going to have to read yeah. that Yeah, one I'm going to sure. read it too. So monogamy or no monogamy? So homo sapiens are a species that has periods of monogamy interspersed in a lifetime of polygamy. That's the, that is the correct answer. That is what the scientific surveys and the anthropological record mm-hmm. will indicate to you. That is the answer. Monogamy or polygamy is the binary question that you ask. And the, re, the, real, the, real, the reality of the situation is, since I've known you, you've had more than one boyfriend. Since you've known me, I've dated more than one girl. Yes. And even though I may seek monogamy at one point or another, the right. reality of the situation is the result is me dating multiple people looking for monogamy. Therefore, it is polygamy. I know it doesn't seem like that, right, but like, right, right. you end up dating a number but of you, people. You put it in the correct context, correct. though, because you need to go through that to find that one. And it, and it Do you take think time. you're ever going to find that one yes. and that's it for you? I, I think uh, I enjoyed having a girlfriend so much this last time, even though it did not end ah. well. I enjoyed it so much. I definitely think I want to do that again. Okay. Um, the problem for me, I'm just going to be honest. Yeah, yeah. This is going to give me a, a lot of new shit. <laughs> no, 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 no. We like it. Yes. You, you, and if she's listening, yeah, listen she's, up. I hope, I, you know, <laughs> wish her nothing but the best. But the situation for me, and I, I told you this, I kind of need to be with a woman who, who likes women. If, if I'm not with a woman who likes them, and I'm not just talking about threesomes, mm-hmm. I'm talking about if I'm with a woman who likes women, I can be bluntly honest about who I've been with or who I'm attracted to, and she can also. There was a level of honesty that I fi- that I find whenever I date someone who's bisexual that I can't find with somebody who's heterosexual. And right. whenever I'm with, so I, I dated a girl in 2015. She was heterosexual, and then we were at a party one time, and I turned around. I was like, "Hey, this is my friend Crystal Hefner." No, just imagine, not you, Jamie, but a normal girl, <laughs> a normal. Hey, I'm normal. Uh, no, just a, a, nor- a just a, 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 a normal girl that you're dating, and you turn around. And it's like, hey. This is my friend Hugh Hefner's wife. Like, what do you do? You understand? Yeah, how do you take now? That? You're competing against all this, and now there's jealousy and insecurity, and like, why are you hanging out with her? And she invited you to the Playboy Mansion. Fuck no, you're not going to the Playboy Mansion. Like stuff oh, like that, right? Yeah, I get excited. Yeah, but exactly, you do. But that's the difference. Though. I didn't mean to cut you off, but that's the difference. Though I think once again, it's putting it out there at the beginning, though. So I, I'm 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 hearing what you're saying, and, yeah. I, and I like what you're saying, and I agree with you. It's like that thing where everyone that I date. I put all my cards on the table and if, and if, Which and, I love. and if they can't, if I see they can't sway, I'm like, well, at least I know right away, you know? Yeah. So right. I'm sure now you know that the quicker you put it out there, you get the results on what, if you're you, not if wasting time. Well, exactly. Like when, I don't have time to dick around. For sure. Thank you. So. When, when, when you turn 40, you get the superpower. It's called, you know, exactly what the fuck you want all the time. That's yeah. what happens when you turn 40. <laughs> and so. I know exactly what I don't exactly. want. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so for me, it was a situation. I tried an open relationship at one point where I was like, you can see whoever you want just don't let me see it i don't want to see it and then i can see whoever i want and that worked that worked and then it didn't work of course because she kept feeling hurt by the people that i was seeing and oh. for me i was just like listen i blah blah blah, blah, blah. i yeah. don't care i don't yeah. know anything right. about it so then i tried with somebody where we could be with other people when we the two of us were together i think that is probably the only way i can function okay now and it seems like this city has ruined me but yes and because i've i I've tried it and I really, I think that's probably the only way that I'm going to find it. But I loved having a girlfriend so much that I definitely would probably want to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. I think that 
I would feel bad. So if we had like open relationship and then I'm like sleeping with someone else and then came back, I would feel. Yeah, but the thing is, you're bad. you're also Jamie Billmore. Like you're so <laughs> you and me. Are, let's say you and me are dating. Your options to go do that are one hundredfold mine. <laughs> do you understand the problem? No, I, I see what you're saying. Like, like literally, but... like for 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 me, it's like maybe my ex girlfriend from <laughs> right. high school. For you, it's like it's like for you, it's like let me call up Clooney Sky's real quick. The limits. Let me <laughs> let, wait, hold on. Is Justin hey, Timberlake George. busy? Is he uh, is he busy? This I know weekend? you're married, but yeah, but that that's the point I'm trying to make like your options are much better so the difference with me though is because I, like I said before I host all these events the maximum parties I know whatever. but you're an attractive man you're around hot girls all the time yeah so, so for for any girl like coming in that she has got to be like so secure yes. and good with herself to be right. able to deal with that yes so that's got to pose as an issue when you're trying to date which is why I said yeah, I tend to date girls who like girls and okay the thing is for me girls who like girls tend to like me also okay because most of my friends are female so we'll go out and I'll like host a bikini competition and I'll have my female friends who I know like girls and I'll bring them out and they're like I am very happy right. now yeah, yeah. Nice. awesome so that's just my preference that's something that's worked out for me and the other thing was just like the level of honesty that I can have because you you listen as a man you want to be honest yeah it's not the cheating it's the lying right and Mm -hmm. you want to be honest and you can't be honest when it's like yeah I used to date so and so and you know she doesn't like so and so right you you know she's like she's a she thinks so and so super attractive and she starts asking you these questions like wouldn't you rather be with so and so no I would rather be with a girl who's like Let's let's be attracted to women together. Mm-hmm. And I know that to a lot of people, what I said is sounds very offensive. Uh, and I understand that. But I this is my truth. This is what I found. I found that traditional monogamy. The problem is uh, there's too many. I have too many female friends who I'm very honest and blunt with them. They're like, I can't get, go out with you, Michael, because I want traditional monogamy. I was like, OK, cool. Let's just be friends then. We're just going to be friends. Nothing else. And then they come back to me crying and they're like, oh, he was cheating on me. And I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to tell you like that. Yes, I understand. That's my point. Like, let's not lie about it. I was like, you you wanted this guy who sold you the fairy tale. You got a fairy tale for five months and it's always usually around five months. You get the fairy tale for five months and then all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden you realize that he is, he has a wandering eye. Whereas with me, I never told you anything else. And so if you wanted to do this, you could. So that's, that's always the issue. And for some women is they're like, no, I absolutely 100% want monogamy. And those girls are my good friends. And I have that's no problem okay. with that. That's, but do at least you, they were up front. When you are in a committed relationship, do you ever have like the urge to sleep with someone else? Or are I, you like, wow, she's hot? No, no. So, so for me, of course, there's no, any man, by the way, the listen, urge is always let, let, let me help the ladies out here who might be watching the show. <laughs> Hello. Your man is attracted to other women. I don't give a fuck how much he tells you he's in love with you. He is attracted to other women. What he's done, though, is in this relationship, he's either convinced himself or convinced you that he isn't, and therefore he is lying to you to try to make the relationship more stable. But he still looks at other women. That is universal. That will never go away. That is a function of evolutionary psychology, okay? Right. So because of that, is monogamy still possible? Yes. But here's the best way I've ever I've ever heard it described. You've seen guys who are like in peak physical condition who do like Olympia, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. They're huge guys. You know that that is not the natural state of homo sapiens. That requires a a great deal of supplements and training Mm -hmm. in order to look like that. And if they stop, if they go to prison or they get malaria or they break their back or their jaw or something like that, then they lose some of that muscle mass. The natural state of homo sapiens is not being able to bench press 550 pounds. That is something you have to work to, right? That is what monogamy is. 
Monogamy is something that both people have to work to. If you're willing to work to it, you will find it. Monogamy is great. I'm going to Kindly's wedding in September. She's been with the same guy for 10 years. I'm super excited. I'm super excited to go to the wedding. She wanted monogamy. She made it work because both of them were, were willing to make it work. So for other people, like for me, the wandering thing, what I found is that when when the girl that I was with and I would go and meet girls together, then there was no wandering. That was so, that was more than enough for me. Okay. And so that's what I wanted. So the other option is what? I have a girlfriend and then I cheat on her. Right. I don't, that's not right. an option for right, me. Right, right, right. And I'm not a cheater. Like right. I feel like if, if it's not going down the road, then I'm going to make, I'm, I'm, I'm just very like open. So I'm going to yes. be like, Hey, X, Y, and Z is not working for me. Um, this is what I need. But you give them the opportunity right, and then to bail out. Right. Yeah. So I, and I, like, I look at guys and I'm like, damn, he's hot. Yes. But I'm not visually thinking about like having sex with them right. and like, oh, I want him and to rip my panties off. And unfortunately, that's what is so like being a man. Yeah. Do so, men do that? Do you well, literally like, visualize like not, having not, sex it, with her? It, it, it's not quite that, but you do. Okay. So here's oh, the, But I have looked at a guy and been like, hmm, I wonder what's in there. <laughs> right. So, so I do think that. So let, let's bring it back to science again. Mm-hmm. Okay? okay. So when women take anabolic steroids, what is one of the first things? So women do take anabolic steroids for women's bodybuilding competitions mm-hmm. and stuff like that. What is one of the first things that they report? You guys know, have you ever read anything no. about this? They report an insanely high sex drive. Insanely high sex drive, right? So net on in general, a man's testosterone levels is about 17 times the level of what a female's testosterone levels is. No, no, around the same age, mm-hmm. like okay. 19 years old, I'd be at like 900 and you'd be like at 100, 175, somewhere like that, somewhere around that area. So that's generally what it is. When women take anabolic steroids, this is a woman experiencing a male's level of testosterone, and she the words she uses is insane sex drive. Unbelie- no, it's not insane sex drive. It's being a 14-year-old. <laughs> it's being a 19-year-old man. But you, because we're so used to experiencing it every day, yeah. to us it doesn't feel insane anymore. Okay. But the sex drive for us is just like, it, it's, it's not... So you have in every two gender species, you have a, a, the, one of the genders that has more reproductive responsibility. They have to be the pickier of the two genders. Does that make sense? So as a, a cave woman, remember all goals go back to evolutionary psychology. A cave woman having sex with the wrong man is a death sentence. Right. Right. So she has sex with the wrong guy, and then all of a sudden nobody knows who the father of the baby is. Nobody takes care of the baby. Nobody takes care of her. She's dead. And the baby's dead, right? So for her, it's very important that she screens out these different males to pick the right male to be with. You, when you meet women, who are the more who's who's the more picky of the two genders? I know dudes. Not talking about you or me, Chris. Right. Obviously not you or me <laughs> or Travis. But I know dudes who will literally listen. I was I know I got friends in the U.S. Army. No no offense, brother. But like. <laughs> Eight, the, the the term in the army, eighteen to eighty, blind, cripple, or crazy. They whatever. They will have sex with anything, bro. I have friends of mine who are, you know, some of them are, you know, guys in the city who are like male escorts, bro. They have had sex with everything that moves, and they don't feel bad about it. Right. For men, it's like it's not that big of a deal. So it's not even just the libido. It's the fact that like. I'll have sex with who, a guy would be like, I'll have sex with somebody and I won't feel bad about it later. I won't think about it later. I know guys who absolutely love their wives and girlfriends, sleep with other women, come back to their wives and girlfriends and love their wives and girlfriends. Oh yeah. And, and they're for, not, not going anywhere. And they're not yeah. going anywhere. And then for, for a woman, they're like, oh no, he's a horrible person. And, and if you loved your wife or your girlfriend, you would never sleep with anybody else. And there's, there's just seems to be this way. And again, I'm, I'm making generalizations here, but there seems to be this, this thing in evolutionary psychology where they describe where men are able to separate the sex from the intimacy 
uh, more than women. Now, I know and you know some women who can separate the sex from the intimacy mm-hmm. really well. Mm-hmm. But in general, I have found that most women, the sex comes with the in- intimacy. And with, with some men, there's no connection whatsoever. That's correct. And so for me, what I found is that uh, every woman that I meet initially were just friends. I put them in the friend zone. Oh, it's not really a friend zone, but I, I, I try to be friends with everyone. Every girl I date, I'm just friends with. And usually something happens somewhere around the way where she'll ask me out or she'll let me know that she's interested in me and then I'll go forward from there, but we stay friends. And then I usually don't tell anybody about it. I usually keep it a secret. Mm-hmm. And then after a while, things get more and more serious. But I will tell you most of the time, if there's a girl I'm dating and you guys saw me with her, you're not going to tell that I'm dating her. I treat her just like everybody else because I think the friendship is the most important thing, the like the genuine friendship. Talking about. Right. I think most guys have a hard time being friends with women. I think most guys, they like having sex with women, but they don't like women. So if you can like learn for me, I love the company of females yeah. that, I'm, that I'm not even sleeping with. I, this is, this is my doppelganger right <laughs> yeah. here. You're, you're talking my language. Like, like I, everything you've said, by the way, it's like, this is how he is. Yeah. So Saturday night, you know, oh, all the sorry. parts of too. Um, when, after we were up kind of late, um, it's just, if you, it, I'm surrounded always by women. like that, yeah. that's my life. Like, yeah. like everything you just said, it's like, you know, I, it's about, you know, and by the way, with me and my girlfriend or who, whomever I've been okay with in the with past. That. It's because I'm honest about, hey, I love women. I love the flirt. I see a hot girl. You know, we're always going to ogle. I ogle the shit out of girls and I let her know. But at the same time, it's like she allows me my so my flirt flirting keeps me. That's my outlet. And right. so she knows when I go back to her, I'm, I, I love the shit out of her. She's fucking beautiful and amazing. But she lets me have that outlet because like, oh, there's Chris again out there flirting again. And But she knows I'm coming back. And that's my. The, like that, like that um, balloon finally deflating and all that energy, right. it takes the energy out of me. So, so, so but you also understand, like um, we had somebody come, I have a Monday show I do called Influencer Mondays and we had a, a, a young lady come on there and she talked about sexual assault. She was assaulted. Uh, she went to Mexico. She was, uh, this guy beat the shit out of her, did a bunch of horrible stuff to her. She's telling this story. And at the end, there's like 70 guys on the call. And I said to the guys after the call, I was like, a lot of you have been looking at this girl because she's a big model. I was mm-hmm. like, you see her as a physically attractive person or even an object. If you heard that story about her, her being abused and you don't feel something for her, like she's a human being, you're a fucking psychopath. Right. And I don't Agreed. want you on my calls anymore. I agree with you. You need, if you can't see her as a, t- see her like she's your sister or see her like she's your, your aunt or your niece and you don't want to kill that motherfucker who did that to her, there's something wrong with you. Right. Don't be in my program. If you can't see her as a full human being, so like for instance, I would, uh, uh, Kindly and Lizzie, Lizzie Acosta, Kindly Myers, we were at uh, Sapphire Pool, we were all hanging out in the pool, and I have no intention of ever dating either one of them. They're both my good friends, and I'm having the best time of my life because I'm with my female friends. For a lot of guys, they're like, that's weird, why are you doing that? And I'm like, no, I enjoy the company of females. And so because of that, it's usually females who introduce me to other females and then mm-hmm. I date whoever and then I'm very open. So what you said about the flirting, for me, it's like one step further than that. I usually want to be with a girl who's like, she's hot, let's take her home. That's generally like who I want to date. In fact, I like dating girls who in, who encourage me to do that. So so for me, that's just the only, whenever I do that, I seem that, that seems to work and I'm very happy. Whenever right. I try to be with someone who's monogamous or not monogamous, but, but uh, uh, heterosexual, I generally we get into a situation where she gets upset. Of course. It starts off fun. It's like, no, no, it's fine. We're just having fun. Mm -hmm. And then what happens is we've been having fun for a while and then she wants something different. And now she's complaining to me about all the other girls Mm -hmm. and she wants me to change. And I'm like, I told you in the beginning how this was going to be. 
And and so like you know, she knew what she was signing up correct, for. But she thought that she was gonna change me. Mm. Exactly. And the friends my friends will tell me, it's like, oh, so and so that you were dating, she thought that you were gonna change at some point. I was like, That's she was, probably she was, not she was letting you have your fun, your play. Like, you know, so there's always that space in the a relationship where yeah. okay, I'll go along with it and da 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 and eventually it's gonna be like, Well, it, this needs to change now. Yeah. You know? yeah which for sure. which is fine if both are on the same page. For but sure. you can't go at you now all of a sudden going like being mad at you for being who you are where you're like, I told you this is who I was well, at the beginning. Well, you, you can say that they don't get to be mad at you, but they, they get to be mad at you for whatever they want to be mad at you for. So like one of the things I used to say is um, you can be mad at me if you if I flirt with somebody you don't want me to flirt with, but you can't be mad at me if they want to flirt with me. And but I've I have gotten I've been in I have dated girls where they're mad at me because girls are flirting with me. Okay. And I'm like, you can't be that's a good mad thing. at me for that. Yeah. Like that can't be what you're mad at me for. You know what I'm saying? Like, how did you think this was going to go? So, and the other thing for me is like, so much of my life revolves around me recruiting for parties or me hosting uh, charity events or me hosting pageants or me hosting photo shoots. And when I do that, I'm around a lot of girls. And um, if I'm with somebody who's just like straight up, like, no, I don't want these girls flirting with you. I don't know how, I don't know where. Like you're not in charge of them. The exactly. Like you how right. you you can't control what other people do. Well, I'm it not in charge of the make, girls. I'm not yeah, charge of the girls. Yeah, that, yeah exactly. It doesn't right. make sense. Okay. But All again, you can be in control of is how you react. Yes, but Jamie, the thing is, you are using logic and reason <laughs> right now when there's no logic and re- it's one of these situations where when the sexual component comes into the relationship, a lot of time logic and reason gets thrown out. For guys okay. and girls, yep, right? Yep. Again, go back to the book, The Evolution of Desire. He's going to talk about mate guarding. Mate guarding is great. Mate guarding is where dudes get like physically in front of their girl, stay away from my fucking girl. Oh, right. And where what, what do women do? They say, oh, don't talk to Sally. Sally's a slut. Don't talk to Sally. They, they start spreading rumors. That's females do mate guarding a lot of times with rumors. Males will do rape, mate guarding a lot of times with like mm. physical aggression. That's why. And, but the other book, uh, The Murderer Next Door, 88% of murders, men killing other men over women. 88% of murders in the world. Yes. That is interesting. And, and again, when, when you use evolutionary psychology to describe human behavior, it always makes sense. When you try to use behavioral psychology to describe human behavior, it's very confusing. Behavioral psychology would be like, if I gave Jamie a Tonka trunk, a truck, when she was a little kid and I gave you Barbie dolls, mm-hmm. you would like men and she would like women. That's what behavioral psychology says. And of course, we know that's not true. Right, right. Behavioral right. psychologists are the people who say, well, the reason why you eat junk food is because you're looking at advertisements of junk food. No, the reason why I eat junk food is because it's got sugar, salt, and fat in it, and my ancestors ate sugar, salt, and fat. That's the reason why I like junk food. That's the actual reason. So evolutionary psychology, is, to me, is the clearest, most accurate description of human behavior, whereas behavioral psychology, for me, to, for the most part, is bunk. I just don't, don't think it's real. We happen to be living in this time with this technology and these cell phones, and we have the ability to contact anybody in the world and yeah. have our videos go viral. But the, the necessity for the video to go viral comes from our necessity for sexual selection and higher status so that we can we can get a better mate. Does that make sense? That makes a lot Eventually, of sense. it goes back to, it's always going to go back to evolutionary psychology. That's great. I, I'm loving everything you're saying today, dude. You can be a guest on this show anytime. Yeah, we, sure. I feel like we need yeah. more time. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm. This is like we I feel like you're speaking back. for me. I'm like, this is great. I can just sit back yeah, today and just. I feel like chill. we're sitting back and we're like, getting like. <laughs> like, <I feel> like, <laughs> like your channel words. I'm about. That's usually me talking. I'm everything learning you just said. So, much. so that's yeah. unbelievable. Um, well, this so. Guys, by the way, all the listeners, Jamie, I'll tell you this like topic off at hand here. This is amazing. So we're just calling this the Michael Sartain episode because yeah. this is unbelievable stuff. And so I'm, much I'm good information. Yeah. And I'm yeah. definitely going to check out um, these books, uh, Evolution of Desire, uh, Why Women Have Sex. Yeah, I think uh, 237 reasons why women have sex, which means there's infinite reasons. Wow. And I love yeah. that you just like... <laughs> Two for guys. <laughs> like you... you s- 
these stats. Like, yeah, how the you know fuck your do stuff, you remember yeah. all this? Yeah. Well, I fucking read and I don't mm-hmm. remember the next day. So, so for me, again, uh, my my lots of dating shows out there, right? A lot, yeah. this, is a, this is a topic a lot of people want to talk about. I was like, let's let's just stick to the science because there's so much science on this. There's right. a, there's a, there's a, a professor, Cindy Messon at university of Texas at Austin. Oh, she, all she does is human sexuality and women. She's the, like the very few humans in the world even study this thing. And when you listen to some of the things she says, like, this is really crazy. Uh, they took these t-shirts, these wool t-shirts, they put them on a bunch of different men and the men that, that had the more alpha characteristics, she could smell it on them and found those T-shirts to what? smell more attractive. And it gets even crazier. When she smelled the T-shirts of people she was related to, she found them to be less attractive. Like the fair, the fair most. Yeah. Again, the developed uh, olfactory system of, of uh, homo sapien females. We, don't, we didn't know anything about this. This is crazy stuff. So instead of just being like, oh, I don't know, he's a Sagittarius and I'm a Taurus, instead of doing that, there's so much great science out there. Why don't we focus on the science? The reason why we don't is because a lot of the science tells us monogamy is very difficult. Right. It's not very common. A lot of people don't like that conclusion, so they don't want to read the science. A lot of when you say, well, you know, 53% of marriages end in divorce. Well, Nobody, if, if, if I went to you, it's like, hey, man, let's start a business. 53% of the time, we're going to fucking fail. You excited about this <laughs> Great, business? Let's do it. Nobody would do that. You, you think about there's nothing in the world like marriage. Yeah. You, are, you are doing something that financially is going to affect you more than anything you will ever do in your whole life, and you will receive zero guidance on it. Zero. There is no legal requirement for you to receive marriage counseling or go to your see your pastor or talk to grandma or any of that. You get into the most like the most binding thing, the most significant legal action you will ever take in your entire life. You will get married to another person. You receive no instruction on it, and right. then it ends up in an unmitigated disaster, and you just make the divorce lawyer community more more rich. That's like true. that's essentially what happens. So that's so true. that's the thing. Like we don't we don't look at. I'm not saying monogamy is impossible. I'm saying look at these situations from a realistic standpoint and understand statistics. Because one thing will happen is when you say 53% of marriages end in divorce, I think it's like 57% now. I think it's actually going up. When you hear that number, stop thinking, well, that's different because mm-hmm. I found true love. No. You think every one of these yeah. motherfuckers didn't think they found well, true love? Well, clearly they wouldn't be getting married. Correct. And they say second marriages, it's like 78%. Wow. Yeah, because you know so. that divorce is an option now. You know how, because you got that. <laughs> you, that you had that, that first run in. You got that uh, that prenup, <laughs> yeah. that prenup. So that's that's the reason why that happens. So I mean, there's just a bunch of like stuff. Let's just let's just be honest. I or, like, agree. Let's I just like go that. into it with honesty. And like I said, I tell dudes this all the time. It's not the cheating; it's the lying. It's the lying. If you can find a relationship with a woman where you can be completely honest, but feelings will get hurt. But as long as you don't lie, man. I my I can sleep at night. We have a we have a saying in the U.S. military code of conduct: I will not lie, cheat, or steal, nor will I tolerate anyone amongst us who does. That's what we say. It's in the Marine Corps, Air Force, Army, Navy, uh, uh, Coast Guard. We all say this. It's it's in our code of conduct. And so for me, I was like, let me just do that, but in my relationships. Yeah. And then let me tell them. Uh, I used to. I, I told my exes. I was like. We may not stay together forever. We we may stay together forever. I don't know. But no one will ever be more honest with you than me. You will never be with somebody who is going to be more honest with you. And sometimes I'm going to say things that are going to hurt your feelings. Mm-hmm. I when like we're, that. When we're broken up that. 20 years from now, you're going to be with somebody and you're going to be getting in fights or whatever. And maybe maybe you will remember me fondly or maybe you will hate me. I don't know. But you will never say that I was not the most honest person that you have ever dated in your whole life. So that's generally what you know what I like to leave people with. I love that. So, Dude, you, you need to listen to my episode number two. It's okay. called Truth or Honesty. Okay. That's, that's all I talk about is what you said, because that's how I live my yeah. life. Um, that's great. All right. So I know time's kind of winding down here, and you've been 
unbelievable, amazing, dude. Like, I appreciate you it. You are stellar. Um, Jamie, we're going to get to our question. So we have one question, which Let's I do think it. you'll be great at this. I think this will be the first person to do our question of the episode where he's going to have no problem answering this one. Okay. Right. So it's like, oh, I don't think I can. And they usually do really well, but I think you're going to be stellar at this. All right. So it says, um, Hey, Christopher and Jamie, loving the new team here and your chemistry together is great. Here's my question. So I started hanging out with this guy at work and I really like him, but always hear that office romances are too taboo and no bueno. We work in different departments and I feel it won't get in the way of us doing our jobs at the office. Do you think people can date each other in an office environment and not screw up the relationship outside of work? I really like this guy and it's funny, but... Both of us, oh, sorry, I I really like this guy, and it's funny. Both of us are wondering if it's appropriate or not. Help. Okay, so again, let's go back to the science. Uh, University of Chicago did a study on different ways that people meet each other, and I believe it was the Washington Post who published the study, but just look up University of Chicago study on how the way people meet each other. Okay. The worst two ways were at work and a nightclub. Those were the worst. The best was online. Online, most likely to end oh, up in, most likely to end up in marriage. Online ended up being at the top with like church nearby the, the, the top mm-hmm. or, or meeting through friends. Work and nightclub ended up being the work or bar ended up being the bottom. See, that's all. Was my number the, one though? Right. Every girl I've met have been like that's because that's where the hottest ones are. That's I always true. say like you don't eat where you shit. So yeah. true. Yeah. All right. Fuck. Because the, if it ends bad, like yeah. I yeah now you're in the you. yeah, yeah, you're shitty situation. Yeah. So the second thing I would tell you is you need to come from uh, rule number three in the Men of Action program is that abundance is almost always the answer. So so are you coming from a place when you say, well, this is a, you really like this guy? Are there other guys you're dating? You need to have for women. I'm not saying sleep with a bunch of people, but mm-hmm. you need to have a number of people you're dating so that you don't start. Again, Agreed. Uh, what was it? Uh, uh, the, the guy who has the memes, uh, the gains, you know, the gains. He does all these memes. I love him. He's no. got the best one. One of my favorite memes I've ever heard. He goes, bro, you thought you were in love. She's just the hottest girl you've ever had sex with. Like you weren't you weren't really in love. So this is a situation like <laughs> like, uh. like this is this is the same situation like is this person like have you not dated in a while? You think that this person is the one that for you like you're in a, like I was in the Air Force and I was dating a federal agent mm-hmm. at the same time. She was in the Air Force also. She was an OSI agent. And um, it was cool because she was at Los Angeles Air Force Base and I was at Robin so it was fine. We would just see each other every once in a while. So way out of each other's um, chain of command. Mm-hmm. So that worked for us. I never dated anyone in the military the okay. entire time okay. I was there. Um, but, but the reason why is because I had abundance outside the military to go out and to be social. And because I had so many female friends introducing me to females, yeah. I don't want something that's kind of right. I want something that's exactly right. right. So the, the thing I would tell this lady is tell me about the four other dudes you're dating first. Doesn't, doesn't mean you're sleeping with them. Four other dudes you're dating first and then make sure, is this really the person that you're willing to, you know, shit where you eat, like what she said. Right. Are you really willing to do that? Personally, I think I wouldn't, but that's just me. I'm not saying mm-hmm. it can't work, but for me, I'm, right. again, I'm always going to go, what is, the st- what is the one standard deviation move here? And it seems to me working with someone and then trying to be in a relationship with them, it seems a bit more challenging. Right. I'm, I'm right there with him. Okay. I'm not saying that it can't work, but the odds of it are slim to none. Right. And I don't want to mix the two. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm in agreement with all of you guys. And, um, but you know, there are moments when it does work. So, but I'll tell you the stipulation on why it worked and mm-hmm. they're married now. She's one of my best. She's my yeah. ride or die girl. My, my wingman. Yeah. She's married now. Um, and that was her boss 
that she got married to. Yeah. And so the reason why it worked, because once they really started getting heavy, she, she left the job and she yeah, knew that'll that. Work. Oh, okay. But they also probably had a lot in common too. Right. They yeah. talked about that. And she's like, I got to go then. If I'm going to continue to date you, which you're more important than me being here, I'm going to, and she did. And that that's a, why it worked. That was a choice that she yeah. made, a sacrifice. And yep. that's, the, that's why monogamy works. It worked you have out. two people that are willing to sacrifice. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Dude, Michael, like you're amazing. Like, Jamie, thank, thank you, you for so this much for Yeah. yeah. Thank you, you so much for your time and like coming on. And I live a block away, man. Whatever, man. Travis will hit me up. Travis will hit me Hey, let's do Travis. What? Me and Travis are going to go to the nightclub and then we're going to come here at 3 a.m. We'll tape an episode for you anytime you want, man. So we want to have you back when we, we're, um, we're going to, we're going to actually go on the road. Mm -hmm. So I think we should have you back when we're at the pool. For sure. sure. Which pool? We're actually going to do, um, we plug them now or just, yeah, no, 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 let's plug them now. Go ahead. I'm going to let you take charge. So yeah, we're going to, I think we're going to do live show at, um, J-Rock's. Okay, mm-hmm. so we're going to go to Elia. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Okay. Yes. That's cool. Yeah. We're going to put on a uh, dating intelligence event there and just try to get, you know, like, because that's the age group that I'm, we're trying to still filter in. Yes. Is that young, you know, all the young ones are the ones who have the worst problems because they're they're learning, they're growing, they're right. maturing, and they have a lot of problems out there. They're too many options. Yes. Not, like, yeah. hey, too many. I like op- the options. Hey, hey. <laughs> too, too many like open. Who said Jamie Villamore saying that, right? Jamie Villamore. Too many open receivers, not enough football. That's what I like to say. Oh, my God. Please plug whatever you need us to plug what's going uh, on listen i, I am starting i am starting a podcast mm-hmm. here at sticky paws where, where we're doing this one right now it's called the michael sartain podcast uh, i'm gonna have several uh, episodes on uh coming up here pretty soon but the best way to describe it is uh the playmate and the astrophysicist right i want them together uh i'm i i think of like intellectual curiosity is the best way to describe it that's great there's nothing off limits i am at some point travis i don't know if i tell you this we are going to have flat earthers on the show at some point and we are going to debate <laughs> them wait. okay that's the kind of wait. thing yes are we going to talk about dating of course but I, I have a, a, a strong academic interest in uh, quantum mechanics and astrophysics and stuff like that. And I happen to know a bunch of Playboy models. So I was I like, let it. me let me try to see if we can mix these two. It may be like every other uh, one. But I plan on it's, just think of Joe Rogan with less MMA and more okay. dating. That that'd probably be the best way to describe it. Um, and then we're gonna, you know, hopefully we're gonna do that for a while. So that'll it, be out in the next few weeks. That'll then, be right? in the, that'll, okay. that, that'll be out in the next few weeks. Right. We're gonna, uh, a Spotify podcast, all that kind of stuff, and we'll advertise that. And then I also. Um, I do Influencer Mondays, which is uh, me and I have a bunch of influencers, female influencers come on. The girls lead the call. And then there's probably anywhere between 50 and 70 guests that we have on at the same time. We come on, they ask the questions. And then we also go live on Facebook at the same time. That's great. And that thing is a shit show. It does nothing for me. I make no <laughs> money from it. It's not even like... Sounds like a lot of fun, I'm though. Telling. I'm starting it in 54 minutes, by the way. I'm about to just start Influencer Monday. But it literally is like Andy Candy one time. She's on there. She's like, I want to see my, my boyfriend's butthole. He's like, what? What? She goes, what? She goes I'm on OnlyFans. You, these guys have to pay to see my butthole. I want to see yours. She, he, the, her boyfriend's like, no, I'm not going to show you my butthole. She goes, well, I'm not going to go down on you for a week. And wow. then later she told us what his butthole looked like. Don't that is what Influencer it. Monday that is all about. Funny. If you guys want to come on Influencer <laughs> Monday, like it is it is wild, man. It is a show, basically. The, the show should be called Why Your Man is Trash. That should be the name of the show. <laughs> we, have, we have a bunch of girls come on. But the whole thing, basically, it's a catharsis for us. Just get out there and talk about these crazy stories. And like, I don't even have sponsors for it. I'm just, it, it, we started about a year and a half ago and we had one idea for it. It's brought it's it's it, it is produced by Hooked on Fashion. That's the Hooked on Fashion Live. Okay, the people who produce it. But we started doing it about a year ago, and it is so much fun for us to get in there. And I know the dating history of every girl in the show. But it's here's the bad part, right? They're talking about the guys they're dating, and I'm like, we better hope this guy doesn't watch the show because oh, wow. she'll, she'll literally yeah. say, "Well, Mr. Nice Guy did this, and then Mr. Fuckboy did this," and you're like, she's talking about both of them dating both of them at the same time. I'm like, oh my god, if this dude watches the show, oh, like, wow. But anyway, it's a great show. If you guys ever want to come on Influencer Monday. 
Mondays, we do this. Everybody's welcome. We take live calls. It's about three hours long. We do every Monday. And like I said, I'm going to do these uh, recently, uh, more, more uh, frequently. And All if right. you guys want to get in touch with me for any of this stuff, just go to Instagram, Michael Sartain. It's really right. easy to find me. You heard it from the man. He's been I a great episode it. guest today. Jamie, what do you got to say at the end? What are you promoting today? Oh, gosh. Um, Innocent Armor. Um, check him out. They um, have fashionable clothing that has the ballistic panels built in. Love them. And then, of course, Microtech. And I have this fancy twisted tee. That is fancy. That was made just for me. Nice. So uh, thank you, Microtech, for that. Appreciate it. And they can you find you on where? On Instagram. Uh, Jamie underscore Villamore. All right, guys. And you can find me at anything dating intelligence on social media. And if you need to email me with these great questions that you keep bringing in, Christopher at dating-intelligence.com. Michael, you've been an amazing guest. Anytime Appreciate you want it. to come on, it's your floor yes. is here for us. Thank you, you know? so much. This is great, man. I, I love that this is uh, the show you guys are doing here. With, Thank you. And here's the main thing, right? Here's the main problem. Guys out there who want information about dating from guys and don't include females, you got to stop that shit. You got to stop. It's a, it's an epidemic I see online. You got to stop that. And so the fact that you got, you have my friend Jamie on here is perfect. Yeah. She's awesome. She's a great coach. I mean, I love having her on the show and Jamie, I guess this is, well, I'm going to let her know. This is my, my last one in (laughs) Vegas. I keep coming back until next time. Until the next time. So I want to stay, I want to thank sticky paws, the studio, the studio is unbelievable guys. If you guys around here need some stuff done, this studio and Travis is our producer. Thank you so much. Great episode today, guys. Thank you. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having us. Travis, you've been amazing. So at some point, we, we got to get your face on over here. One day. One day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's another episode. Thanks, guys.